Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear listeners, this holiday season, I was reminded again of how quickly people change. It seems that every year there is a new popular toy that is the must-have toy of Christmas. These last few years, electronics like the iPad and Nintendo Wii have been high on that list. And remember when back in 2008 the Elmo Live was nearly impossible to find? In the 90s, the craze was Furbies, Pokemons, Tickle Me Elmo, and those simple little cardboard discs called Pogs. And since we're on memory lane... I'll mention some top toys from the 80s. In 89, it was the Game Boy. 87, the Koosh Ball. 83, Cabbage Patch Kids. In 1982, the Rubik's Cube. Nowadays, if you search your closets, you can still find some of those toys, but most of them are only a nostalgic memory. If you gave your child a top toy from just a couple of years ago, they probably would not be very happy with it. Now... We can pick on the kids for being so fickle, but that would be hypocritical. Adults are no different when it comes to wanting something new and different, whether it be a new iPhone, the latest kitchen gadget, or much more seriously, a different spouse. Never being satisfied, we often think we just need something new or different. Yes, we humans are so fickle. Excited about something one day, but within a couple of weeks... We're ready to move on. Our message today is about the God of heaven and earth who is never changing, who is not fickle, not erratic, but always remains faithful. If you have a Bible close by, you can turn with me to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 17, where God speaks to Abraham. Now to give you a little bit of background, a couple of chapters ago in this book, God talked to Abraham. God had told Abraham to leave his home and to move to a different country, for he was going to make Abraham into a great nation. God promised that as he did, he would take care of him, protecting him from anyone that would harm him, and that it would be a blessing to those that Abraham would encounter. Now here, by chapter 17, Abraham is 99 years old. He's married to Sarah, and they have no children. No descendants, no one that could be a start to this great nation. Now look with me at verse 7 of chapter 17. There we read these words of God speaking to Abraham. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. God here is making a promise a promise that he will love Abraham and his descendants forever. And in return, Abraham and his children will show God the love and the respect that he deserves. This is God's everlasting covenant, an agreement between two parties with a promise and an expectation. God would love Abraham, and in return, Abraham would love God. So how does this covenant work? Well, on the one side... God promised he would show love to Abraham, true love from God, from a perfectly good, perfectly just, all-powerful, almighty God, 
And that means that he would take care of Abraham and his children. He would provide them with food, with clothing, with shelter. He would provide them with everything they would need. That's the one side of the everlasting covenant, God's promise to love. Then, on the other side, Abraham and his children had to love God in response. They would show this love to God by seeing that his plan for their life was good and perfect, and then seeing that they would walk down that path of life. That's the other side, Abraham and his children's response of love towards God. This is the everlasting covenant God made with Abraham. He made this covenant to Abraham and then he made it possible for Abraham and his wife at the age of 99 to have children, even at that very old age. But, as we heard, we humans are so fickle and do not often keep our side. And that's the story of the Old Testament, how Abraham and his children time and time again hated God and his good ways and turned away from God. That story, the story of the hatred of humans towards God, towards each other, is called breaking the covenant. Sure, like every promise, there was every intention of keeping it. But it doesn't take long for some temptation to come along and suck them away into a life of hate to God and neighbor. Perhaps that's why the word everlasting sounds so strange to our ears. Sinful humans have trouble remembering, much less keeping promises made just yesterday, how unrealistic it would be to make an everlasting promise. That seems like a naive commitment. Yes, everlasting covenant sounds unrealistic to us fickle humans. But God is not like that. He does not promise and then change his mind. When he made that everlasting covenant with Abraham, he knew exactly what he was doing. So now we are many thousands of years later. You're listening to this radio broadcast and you might say, wait a second, if God is faithful to his word, then where is this everlasting covenant today? Where is this beautiful love relationship between God and Abraham's children? Well, we know that God does not make empty promises, and we can turn to His Word to also find the answer to this question. There, in God's Word, we find the answer in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of the everlasting covenant. Jesus Christ is the Son of God who became human, and kept our side of the covenant perfectly. He did what humans could not and would not do. He showed perfect love in a world of hatred. But not only that, Jesus Christ paid the price for our disobedience by dying on the cross. He paid the price so that God's promise to Abraham would remain true today. The promise of an everlasting covenant. When the pregnant Mary, the mother of Jesus, realized the amazing reality of the baby that was in her womb, she started singing for joy. Listen carefully to some of the words she sang. 
God has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants. Mercy is such a beautiful word that describes God. It is through being part of the covenant with God that we experience his mercy. God had promised thousands of years ago to Abraham, knowing that humans were fickle and sinful, that he would be in an everlasting relationship with them. And that baby that Mary was singing about, that baby that was in Mary's womb, was the fulfillment of that promise. My friends, Jesus Christ perfectly loved when we could not so that we could still be in relationship with the good and gracious God. Jesus Christ paid the price for all our sinful hatred on the cross. He died and then he was buried. But Jesus Christ was without sin. So death couldn't hold him. And three days later he rose from the dead. And today he is alive in heaven. The beautiful news for you today all those who believe in Jesus Christ and what he did are part of that everlasting covenant. The Bible, God's word, says in Galatians 3 verse 29, If you believe in Christ, then you share in what Christ did. And all those who believe in Christ are children of Abraham's. This means that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are a child of Abraham and you are part of that everlasting covenant with God. Not because you are related to Abraham by blood, but because of faith in the work of Jesus Christ. As the Apostle Paul says, Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. Being part of that covenant means you do not have to live in constant fear and dread of punishment for the fickleness of your sinful heart. You do not have to worry when considering what might happen on the day you die. No, when you are part of that covenant through faith in Jesus Christ, you enter always and forever in a loving relationship with a good, great, and glorious God. As the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 3.7, So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. My friends, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and by faith you are member of the everlasting covenant. That, my friends, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is reason to sing and dance for joy. We thank you for listening, and please tune in again next week to hear more of this beautiful gospel.